What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Chad the Dad asks if we could see Darth Plagueis in The Acolyte. I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've specifically mentioned Plagueis, but like it definitely feels like we've discussed the possibility of the Sith being in The Acolyte. Yes. Which I think is likely. Yeah. Uh, I think this would be a perfect place to plop him into canon. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd also be fine with all new characters, but I've kind of been really itching for a, a new canon Plagueis story, book, or otherwise. I completely agree that this feels like the right place to do it. I think that he is a big enough name. Like, it, it, it's not something that, like, my parents would immediately be like, oh, yeah, Darth Plagueis, awesome. Uh, they would like, need to be... Is that that nice man that everyone made those YouTube videos about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they would need to be reminded who Plagueis is, but I think a lot of people, like, diehard Star Wars fans are going to be like, oh, my God, they're doing Plagueis. Mm -hmm. uh, and even the more casual fans, I think, will be like, oh, it's Palpatine's master? Awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean... <sighs> You know more about his Legends backstory than I do, obviously, but how do you think that would play into a, a show like that? And, like, where would it be set? Would, we, would we see Exegol? That's like, more the challenge, I think, is, like, if Plagueis is in this, how similar or different will he be? I don't get the sense that if Plagueis is a part of this series that he would be, like front and center, star of the show. It's called the Acolyte, which sounds to me like some sort of Sith helper, worshiper, like, yeah, maybe it takes place on Exegol. Oh my gosh, is this going to be the nanny, but for the Sith? It's, yeah, so Palpatine is actually going to be in this too, but as a baby. <laughs> and Plagueis is like, I know that's going to be my apprentice one day, but <laughs> I, I he's just, just a rambunctious little child and the Acolyte's just chasing him around. I need to see Fran Drescher and... <laughs> the Star Wars universe as a Sith. <laughs> so my assumption is that Plagueis might be like the Luke Skywalker of season two of the Mandalorian. Like, I don't, I don't see the Sith maybe being front and center, mm -hmm. but having a role and then maybe popping in at the end for all the fans to be like, oh my God, it's Plagueis. They're doing it. Because <laughs> then they don't have to alter his legend story. Mm -hmm. He can just appear and then... Yeah, maybe they just say, like, that James Lucino book is canon again, just because I love it. But <laughs> Yeah. Do we know when this is going to take place? They said in the final days of the High Republic, which I, th I believe is around, like, 50 years before The Phantom Menace. Okay. So, yeah, there's definitely room for him to, if he's not the Sith Master, he could be the Sith Apprentice at this point. Like, I, I think they could do kind of whatever they wanted to do with him, again, if... I want to make it clear, we're speculating so heavily. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, to the question itself, I definitely think it's possible. And like you said, maybe it would be like a big reveal mid or end of the season. Daryl Cooper wants to know if the Rogue Squadron movie will suffer from just having more X-Wings again instead of developing new ships. That's something I hadn't really thought of, and I do think that the language they're they're talking about this movie, they're using this language that suggests it'll be post-Episode 9, and I do kind of agree with you. Like, I 
I wish we would get to see some new ships, but it's like, if you're doing Rogue Squadron, it has to be X-Wings. It has to be. Yeah, but, I mean, you could sprinkle some other ships in there. I, yeah, like, that's what I think that we could see something new. Just don't have them fighting TIE Fighters. <laughs> like, if they have a new enemy to face, then you can go nuts with various ship designs. Yeah, throw some uglies in there. Right, there you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> I love that. Like, a chaotic... Like, the new New Republic isn't established yet, mm-hmm. so it's just chaos everywhere and people are cobbling ships together. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, I would also be okay if they, like, if Rogue Squadron shifted into a new ship at the end. If it were like, okay, we have X-Wings now because we have to, and then down the line <laughs> they they get something new. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, the X-Wing is so classic visually um i wonder if like the new republic fleet would like not replace the x-wing but have a brand new ship design that is gonna be like their main ship from then on it's gonna be the triple x-wing and vin diesel's gonna come up (laughs) he's gonna be one of the new pilots yeah i like it (laughs) (laughs) go on i mean it's not just Vin Diesel, but also Tyrese Gibson mm-hmm. and a new Han from Fast and Furious. Han's there too. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I just remembered his name is Han Solo in those <laughs> movies. So <laughs> Han shows up. Uh, the Rock is there. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is Rogue Squadron. Yes. And I'm there too. <laughs> We're all there. <laughs> Phantom Jedi asks why Ahsoka wasn't Plo Koon's Padawan. That's an interesting thought that I hadn't really considered where it's like, yeah, they do have a close relationship. And I think that's probably the answer. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That and I don't know, maybe Plo Koon, did he already have one or did he get one? I don't believe he had a Padawan during the Clone Wars. Um, I th- I just think like Anakin needed it more. <laughs> that's yes. I think you're absolutely right. And not only that, but they were pairing Ahsoka up with Anakin for a specific reason. Like Jedi masters could request Padawans. Plo Koon could say, I want Ahsoka as my Padawan, but they would also say like, okay, Anakin's not taking a Padawan. It would be good for him to go through this uh, teaching, mm-hmm. the the teaching side of things. And also she would like butt heads with him in ways that they wanted her to, that would help him grow. So I think that was ultimately the choice. And Plo Koon may have one day chosen Ahsoka to be his Padawan. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Anakin was the one that needed it. Damien Vunderhart wants to know if L337 was responsible for bringing Lando to Han's attention in The Empire Strikes Back. I believe the from a certain point of view for The Empire Strikes Back suggests exactly that. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't read that particular story, so... Yeah, so they're sitting in the ship trying to decide where to go, and, I mean, L3 is in the computer, and she's the one cycling through systems and stuff, and she's like, boom, Lando. Yeah. Let's go see him. The Lando system. <laughs> <laughs> Maven Corrible asks, what our favorite piece of Star Wars content has been since the Disney acquisition? This is something I've talked about a lot, but I wanted to know your answer. Uh, So I'll give you a second to think while I say mine has been Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That is a story that just like 
I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I was hoping I would enjoy it. I thought I would enjoy it. And then the story just blew me away. So uh, that has been just the most unexpected surprise for me. And I like think about it probably more than the movies, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I- I'm surprised at that over any of the films. Um most people will probably assume that I would say The Mandalorian because of Grogu, but, you know, I talk about how much I love the sequel trilogy and the characters in it. I gotta go Force Awakens. That's the movie that gave us Rey and Kylo, and those are important characters to me. I mean, of the movies, I think that's the only one that I would say really just blew me away, because it was the first one, I think, like... That that's kind of what I say is the movies haven't been my favorite thing since the Disney acquisition. I've enjoyed them all, uh, but The Force Awakens was the only one that I walked out of like, oh my god, they did it. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of felt that way after the Last Jedi, but I mean, everyone had a lot of different, very polarizing opinions when coming out of that, coming straight out of that movie. Um, Man, I remember, like, we see all the movies with our friends and, like, coming out of The Last Jedi and just being, like, we had a range of people going, like, that was the best, and people going, like, I did not like that. And I was, like, right in the middle, like, man, I don't know what to feel because I loved some of it and I didn't like some of it. I was was pretty floored, I think, and I, I love it more and more every time I watch it, that throne room scene. Yeah, that was one of the parts that I love unabashedly. Yeah. It's just, like, Ryan Johnson is just a genius, and I want him to make more Star Wars. I don't know if he will. I I agree. (laughs) I'm still, like, on board for his trilogy, uh, because I think a lot of the issues that I and other people, uh, some people had, was just handling some of these characters that we've loved so much and it was just it was challenging to see some of them some of them that way yeah more i was mostly challenged by luke dying uh i honestly didn't mind a lot of a lot of people get all up in arms about the what he would never do that to ben solo and i like that whole scene makes sense to me Mm -hmm. i'm on board for that so I, i would love to see what he would do with just like his own creation right right and like I don't mind, like, I'm not just like, okay, the next movie that gets announced really has to be a Ryan Johnson movie. I'm really excited for Patty Jenkins and Taika. Like, those are great creators. Keep bringing on these new creators in the Star Wars universe, but... That's true. I don't want, like, uh, Star Wars to just keep using the same people over and over. Yeah. I think it's better to spread it out. Yeah. Do you like how we started talking about one thing and still wound up talking about the last jedi that i mean it's a poignant film and i think that just goes to show how important it is Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not that's it for patron questions if you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here just head over to patreon where we left you a written response if you're not a patron you can learn more by following the link in the description just a dollar a month will get you access to extra star wars explained content like audio commentaries for the films and we're doing audio commentaries for the clone wars uh this week's episode is crisis on naboo i almost forgot the title because that was very distracting (laughs) but that's available right now if you're interested 
On to YouTube questions, Hans Mork Toffel asks if we could see Mandalore's imperial occupation in the Bad Batch. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, the siege of Mandalore ends with a Republic occupation that's supposed to be temporary, and then it's not. And I think that there's still a lot to learn about, you know, how that all went down, how the Imperial Super Commandos came to be. So, yeah, I, I think that that's something we can revisit at some point. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I, I hope so, at least. I think that would be really interesting. Uh, and just with everything going on with The Mandalorian, it makes sense that they would want to continue uh, bringing those characters back. Like, we know Finnick Shand is in it. I wouldn't be surprised if Bo-Katan's in it at mm. some point. Yeah. Elijah Dunbar wants to know if the Bad Batch will have episodic arcs like the Clone Wars, or will it be more of a continuous story like Star Wars Rebels? I almost started talking about this in the last question. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of hope they do something in between. Mm. I prefer my storytelling to be linear, like mm. Star Wars Rebels, but I also think that Rebels could have stood to have more arcs. And even when they did, it was only like two episode things. I do like Clone Wars' style of here's like four episodes to tell one kind of large story. So I would not mind if uh, Bad Batch did that, but still keep it linear. Do we know how many seasons we're getting of this? It, I no think, clue. I think it depends on how long this show is going to run for. Um, if it's going to be one to two seasons, I say keep it linear. Because if yeah, I, like it sounds like they have a very specific story they want to tell. So I don't know about like jumping all over the place. Although, like we said about Mandalore, that could be its own arc in itself, exactly, separate from everything else. So. There could be, like, a, a couple of main arcs, but definitely not as many as what we saw in the Clone Wars. Yeah, like, if they're going to keep it 8 to 12 episodes, and yeah, there are three, four-episode arcs, just like Clone Wars Season 7 was, but they still kind of lead into each other. Uh, I'm also glad that it's, like, we're not going to jump all over the place. We're... Every Clone Wars arc was like, now we're with Kit Fisto, and now we're with Plo Koon. And uh, I like that, but I also liked being able to focus on like one set group of characters, which I think the Bad Batch will do. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Winchester asks if Infus Nest and her Cloud Riders could be related to the Nile. I made this guess... It was either during reading the book or just after finishing it, because... Some of the names uh, from the Nile just reminded me of the Cloud Rider gang. I could definitely see that happening. And I think that it would be interesting. I mean, there are so many connections with the Cloud Riders uh, and people have brought them all up about, you know, clouds and strikes and uh, the masks, which yeah. Enfys is really the only one with the mask. Uh, nope, that's no, not true. They all have masks. You're right. That's not true at all. <laughs> I was going to say... The, I don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> get out of here. This is my show now. Um, the fact that they all have these, like, intricate-looking masks is uh, just another thing that makes me think of the Nile. Like they literally all have masks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that there are plenty of connections. Oh, they call them raiders here to scoop the score out from under us. Mm-hmm. 
uh they even use like harpoons and stuff which they they kind of do in light of the jedi so yeah i could definitely see the nile shifting over the course of 200 something years to becoming like now we're good guys and we fight for the rebels yeah and maybe it's something like okay let's adapt this scary look that the nile had but use it for good now I'm even wondering if they have that plan, because I, I think that's a very interesting arc to show. And I'm, I've said this before, I'm such a sucker for any time uh, someone changes alliances. Like, when a good guy goes bad and vice versa, it would be interesting to see a whole group slowly over time become good. Yeah, it, it would be really interesting if we saw... Infosnesk's mask. Mm. Like, we don't know how old that thing is. And it's been passed down. Mm -hmm. So, that would be cool. Fainez wants to know if the Dream Gear pose enough of a threat to keep the High Republic exciting and suggests a Jedi should fall to make things more exciting. The suggestion that a Jedi fall to the dark side makes me think that you probably haven't read everything in the High Republic yet. Um... <laughs> Because no one's, like, full-on fallen yet, mm -hmm. but there's definitely some dabbling. Uh, as for the Dren gear, jury's still out on them. We don't know them super well. Uh, they're in Into the Dark. They're about to be in the comics. Uh, I trust the writers. I mean, they're, they're trying to find creatures. Oh, God, Pippin is just ripping into my fingers right now <laughs> well okay so i haven't read into the dark yet so i don't know who the <laughs> Drengear are <laughs> so they're these like plant-like creatures but they're sentient like i'm still a little they're a little bit silly uh but they're very rooted in the dark side they are hard to kill because like you can cut them in half and they'll just regrow back together mm. they have various poisons the force doesn't really work great against them because if you like try to force push one away, it's like the leaves blow off, but they're not. <laughs> and they're just naked. <laughs> and then they, they get very embarrassed. <laughs> so the like my my opinion is still kind of I'm in a wait and see mode, but there there's some cool stuff they do in Into the Dark. And I'm expecting we're about to see it happen again in the comics. Mm -hmm. So, again, I have no reason to not trust the authors and they set this up as like one of the things that scares the Jedi. Mm. And I don't think we know why yet. Like we just barely got an introduction to them. Um, as for a Jedi falling, I'm like, a it's again, they've dabbled B. I don't want that to happen too often, you know, like yeah. that's kind of what the Skywalker saga is about. So I want to see something different. That's all. I agree. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, eh, it's only a matter of time before we see a Jedi fall, but they could also do something completely different. I think you're right. I think that's going to be part of the story, uh, but I I don't want it to be this thing where it's like, well, the only threat to a Jedi is a Sith or a fallen Jedi or something like that. I like that they're trying to experiment with other stuff, yeah, like the Drengear and the Nile. Boredom98321 asks how humans are able to become equals to someone like Yoda in the Force despite his centuries of experience. I really like this question. 
Because I think it plays into the whole idea that, you know, the force isn't something that you level up in. Yeah, exactly. It's not a thing that it's like, oh, well, yesterday I reached level eight of the force and I will never be worse than that again. Like, no, the force is a constant daily, like, it's about balance and being one with yourself and the world around you. And that's just not something that is every day easy. Yeah. And I mean, you could have someone equally or older than Yoda who, you know, may have gotten a little bit worse at the force. <laughs> well, not not at the force, but like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's gotten his kind of like, so, for example, um, a Jedi in the High Republic is kind of allowed to retire. Uh, so if you have a really old Jedi in the High Republic, they might retire and, you know, not just just not be as attuned to the Force as someone like Yoda, even though they're the same age. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can look at it in the real world and say that, you know, when you're a kid, you have like this active imagination. Uh, you're just so much more open to new experiences in the world and the people around you. And like the older you get, and the more you learn about the world. The and, more like, crotchety you get. Exactly. And angry. And like the <laughs> more difficult it becomes to just like center yourself, be who you are turn out all that negative energy. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of the same thing. So if you're 900 years old, mm -hmm. think of how he's so crotchety. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I mean, he's beaten R2 with a stick. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. In Empire, he's like a crazy old man. And it, I know that was all an act, but... <laughs> but... I mean, but still, like, he's been on Dagobah for a long time by himself. You know, he's been communing with people in yeah. the forest or whatever, but still basically by himself. I mean, I think Dagobah was probably good for him. That That's probably him becoming more centered, uh, being off by himself. And that's kind of like, that's what monks do. They go off and they meditate and they find that inner peace. Yeah. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.